we have an exciting uh, speaker, a very uh, exciting event that uh, also for um, for a long time we have not been able to host almost all of the uh, the <laughs> Martin Foreman's family, but this time we do, so we're very excited. Um, so I'm just going to start by introducing Schengen Fan, our Director General at IFPRI, who will give some welcoming remarks. You have about five minutes, Schengen. Well, good afternoon, everybody. So welcome, warm welcome to uh, 28th Annual Martin J. Foreman Memorial Lecture, so which IFPRI has had the pleasure of hosting since 2002. Yeah, that's, you can see how many years ago, 16 years ago. Now, so the, this annual lecture commemorates noteworthy contributions Dr. Foreman made it to international nutrition. The Dr. Foreman headed the whole Office of Nutrition at the USID uh, for more than 20 years. And he was very instrumental in drawing attention to nutrition planning and played a very critical role in the development of the United Nations Subcommittee on Nutrition. Called a UN, what SD, something like that. It's still very running, we're a part of that anyway, as well as several micronutrients initiatives. So I would like to take this opportunity to appreciate the commitment of USID uh, to the former Nectar series, as well as the leadership in the field of nutrition. So Anne and Paniston is not here, but um, um, Elaine Gray. Uh, one of the uh, top nutritionists in that division is here, so I hope you will have a chance to speak a couple of words, Marie, uh, if you if you permit on that. And uh, um, so each year, a speaker is selected to give the Martin J. Foreman lecture based on their uh, noteworthy contributions in enhancing nutrition on the global stage. So they are invited to present their personal, very often controversial views on how to improve nutrition worldwide. So I wanted to, I would like to thank the members of our selection committee. Annen Burke is here, uh, obviously Canon, Canon uh, Foreman. Uh, Marsha Griffiths is on the way, right? I stopped somewhere what, in the metro. And uh, obviously, um, Anne Paniston, and Marie Rowe, and uh, Mira Shekhar for helping choose this year's speaker, Dr. Barry Hopkins. So Marie will introduce him in a more official, formal way. I just wanted to say a couple words about Barry. So I have known Barry for so many years. He was one of the first researchers, at that time you were still a researcher, right? To launch the first nutrition survey in China, 1989, right? The pilot in 1989, and a more formal survey in 1991. And every two years, the Chinese begin to resurvey some of the households, some of the sites Barry and uh, uh, some other researchers have initiated. So that's uh, the first point I wanted to introduce. And the second, you might, know, might not know that he is also an agriculture economist, not a nutritionist. Everybody think he's a nutritionist today. So that gives me confidence that as an agriculture economist, I could also be proud of to be a nutritionist. So right now I'm still very modest. I tell Marie that I'm a half, half nutritionist. Maybe before I finish my term with IPRI, I could claim I'm a nutritionist. Okay. Anyway, at least we can shift what we're eating. We have really transformed what we're eating here at IPRI. For example, today 
you know, we provide nutritious, healthy, sustainable food. And vegetarian, vegan, you can always choose what you want. So the nectar comes in the context of rapid changes in the global food systems over the uh, recent decades, accompanied by transformation of the, of the phase of malnutrition. So multiple burden of malnutrition are increasingly prevalent with hunger, undernutrition, and overweight obesity coexisting in many countries. In fact, obesity and overweight has risen dramatically, especially in low and middle income countries. So it's not just in the rich part of the world, in US, in OECD, Australia, and beyond. So emerging economies, China, India, Brazil, and even in Africa, overweight obesity are rising very quickly. And on ongoing climate change, persistent conflicts, and a forced migration contribute to cycle of malnutrition. Just one fact I recently learned is climate change will not only affect the total supply of our food production, the total quantity, but also the nutrition content of, of our food. The two degree world or two degree warmer world actually will reduce the content, nutrition content of many foods, protein, micronutrients. So this is a serious issue, and not only for economists, but also for nutritionists. How can we tackle this challenge by, let's say, by um, innovations in policy, technologies, and institutions? So Barry will speak on that. So innovations, to me, is very critical to transform our food systems to be more, to produce more nutritious, healthy food in a sustainable manner and also to help to mitigate the climate change. With that, Marie, I'll hand this over to you. You can introduce Barry in a much proper way. Thank you. Thank you, Schengen. Uh